0: I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Toxic shaming is about obedience and compliance. Narcissistic people use this tool often to manipulate their victims. Covert narcissists have a defining sense of being defective and unlovable. And this haunts them all of their life. It creates a lifelong fight against shame that plays out in their manipulation of other people. Shame is an emotion that is experienced when one's flaws or deficits become known or when one is afraid that they will become known. You know, everyone is human. Everyone has their flaws, but shame is the fear that the rest of the world will see those flaws. They will see your humanness and your normalness. The problem is that it triggers prior wounds of not being good enough. And these wounds go deep. People who are driven by shame are terrified of others seeing their humanness. Covert narcissists are driven by this shame. They are fearful that their deficits will be found out. It is a fear of rejection because they aren't perfect. They aren't good enough. But aren't we all human? I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I want to tell you about my upcoming group coaching sessions. I have space left in the Tuesday morning group and Saturday morning group. These groups are starting soon, and they're probably the last ones that I will have before the new year. So if you want to join these groups, please jump on and and do this right now. The power of connecting with other victims of covert narcissistic abuse is unbelievable and life-changing. Please don't miss this opportunity. To learn more about the group or to sign up for your spot, visit my website at www.covertnarcissism.com. Today we are talking about toxic shaming. Now, how is shame different from guilt? Okay, guilt says I did something bad. Shame says I am bad. You see, guilt is a feeling of distress about doing something bad, but shame is a feeling of distress about being bad. Guilt is about something we have done Shame is about who we are. It's an identity. Guilt pushes us to change our actions, but shame threatens our very identity. Many experts agree that shame has no place in a child's world or anyone else's for that matter. We all have our flaws. We all are human and we all are allowed to be. Narcissistic parents instill shame in their children and the damage it does is extensive. I will be doing a podcast episode soon on the effect of narcissistic shaming on the kids. A narcissist's shame, you know, the, the shame that they live with inside of them gets activated by normal everyday things. You know, someone questions them or someone has a different opinion than them or someone does better than them or someone holds them accountable for something or someone asks for something more from them. All of these are normal Everyday things. But when they happen, the narcissistic person feels an overwhelming amount of shame. They feel shame that their bad parts of them are being exposed to the world, their shortcomings, their vulnerabilities, and this fear that they will be rejected because of them. For narcissistic people, this shame is carried from early childhood and it plagues plagues them throughout their entire life. Covert narcissists. Want their perceived perpetrator, whoever it is that wronged them, to feel as bad as they do. And they actually get trapped in a cycle of anger whenever their shame is triggered. Their anger is their way of not dealing with the painful feelings of shame. Instead, they just get angry at the person who evoked that shame, whether they intended to or not. I mean, you just, if you had a different opinion, that's all it takes. And instead, they rage at them, they blame them, or they project onto them. So they end up stuck in a cycle. They feel shame, so they lash out in anger. Well, then they feel more shame, and they lash out even more. And they feel more shame, and they lash out even more. And this cycle goes on and on, and it grows. It escalates. Most of the covert narcissist rage has a shame-based origin. Their entire world seems like one huge shame-inducing threat to them. And this is what leads to those characteristic traits of defensiveness, entitlement, projection, blaming, guilting, gaslighting. These are their suits of armor against shame. They are at constant risk of shame. And no one wants to trigger them, of course. And so you walk on eggshells around them. You learn this. You learn to to just keep them happy uh, because you don't want to be on the receiving end of that rage. And you never know what's going to trigger that shame. Maybe you didn't notice something they did, they did around the house, like they cleaned a room or they swept a floor. Maybe you rejected a second helping of something they cooked just because you were full. Maybe you get a promotion and they didn't. Or they maybe they can't help the kids with their homework. They try, but, but they just aren't good at it and they don't succeed at it. Maybe they didn't get the job they wanted or their brother bought a bigger house than they did or not enough people like their Facebook post. Or a friend shared a new success on social media. These experiences reveal to the world, in the, in the covert narcissist eyes, the vulnerabilities and the defense deficiencies that they feel. They believe that this is like putting it on display to the world and it triggers their shame cycle. So how do covert narcissistic people deal with all this shame? They project it onto you. They project their own inadequacies onto their target. They externalize their self-loathing onto other people. They make others look and feel inferior, which feeds their desire to feel superior. They control other people's self-perceptions, undermining and weakening their self-esteem and driving other people into self-hating, secrecy, and self-destruction by placing all of their blame on that person they manipulate other people to take undue responsibility and and even to like blame themselves for the covert narcissist behavior. They isolate you and disarm you. And I want to go through some of these things that they do and give you some examples, kind of talk about it a little further. So projection. Narcissistic people unload their shame onto you by using accusations and insults. In a sense, they reroute their own shame and direct it at you. They project that shame onto you and make you feel bad about yourself. They say things like, you know, I can't believe you're mad over that when you voice a complaint over maybe something they've done and yet they consistently get angry with you about every tiny thing. Or they might say, well, what's wrong with you that you can't take care of your stuff better than this? When you have one thing that maybe you can't find and yet their stuff is in total disarray. Again, they are projecting their own shameful feelings onto you. They also externalize their self-loathing. And here's what I mean by that. Covert narcissists have an extreme hatred of being embarrassed. They cannot handle anyone pointing out even their tiniest fault. Ironically though, They have absolutely no issues doing this to other people, pointing out everything that you do wrong or that the covert narcissist perceives as wrong. They are experts at identifying and publicizing the faults of other people, but they are terrified of anyone finding out about their own faults and they will protect themselves with intense defensiveness. Again, all of this is to make you feel inferior and to feed their need to feel superior. Covert narcissists belittle other people. They intensely hold on to this image that they are more mature, the more developed individual in every interaction. They talk down to you, calling you immature or not yet ready to understand them. They might say things like, you need to grow up, implying that, you know, they're the adult here and you are not. They might even baby talk to you saying, oh, do you need me to explain it in simple terms? Okay. And and they talk down to you. Well, this communicates to you that they are the superior person here and that you are the small needy one. They are using shame to show you that they are better than you, superior to you. Covert, narcissistic people often feel that they must put you in your place. They must teach you a lesson or keep you in check, like it's their job or their duty. They might even tell you they're doing this for your own good, you know, so that you don't think too much of yourself. I'll give you an example. You know, maybe you're at dinner with friends and your covert, narcissistic spouse, and you have good news to share, maybe a raise or a promotion or a new hobby that you're excited about. Well, while you're sharing this, uh, this exciting news and this good news, the covert narcissist jumps in and shares an embarrassing story about you or shares something bad about your company or your hobby. And when you object to it, you know, maybe then, or maybe later you object to it, they say, well, I'm just trying to make sure you don't get too big of a head or, you know, or that you know, you stay humble. What they really mean is I don't want you to look better than me. I need to outshine you at all times. They'll retell your stories and add their own flair. You know, usually after you have achieved something, they'll say something like, well, you didn't really earn that promotion. You know, I really did help you to get it because I took care of these things. So, you know, you kind of didn't do it yourself. And they just, they undercut you and undermine anything good that you are doing in your life. Covert narcissists also desire to control your self-perception. They want to undermine and weaken your self-esteem. This is another way that they keep you inferior and them superior, driving you into these like self-hating secrecy and self-destruction. You know, I've been sharing with you several different ways that narcissists plant shame in you. In essence, they have installed a button in you that they can press at any time to manipulate, punish, and control you. And they will use it for that purpose, I assure you. Well, your own good traits here work against you, causing you to actually take on their shame. This works great for them as it allows them to feel better about themselves anytime they need, which is often. Shame affects your self-perception. As I said earlier, it convinces you that you are a bad person, that you are not good enough, that you are flawed. Shame does not belong in anyone's world. When you are experiencing shame as a self-reflective person, You will dig in to work on yourself, be the best version of yourself that you can be, and do everything in your power to be, quote unquote, perfect. In the meantime, the covert narcissist just sits back and they watch in delight. Narcissistic people love to gather information about you. They use their charm to gain your confidence and and you share personal information with them. And then they store it up and they use it against you. They dangle it in front of you to control you. Threatening to expose your embarrassing story or your damaging, you know, image or whatever. They've gathered this information and they'll go, you know, they just, they use it against you of, well, you remember that time and they threaten to share it with the world. Again, putting more and more shame inside of you. They will exaggerate your faults. If you tell them one time a story that, you know, something that you did bad, they're going to take it and run with it. Like, let's say you cheated on a test one time and in your moment of just trusting them, you tell them this, well, they might tell the story and, and like share it with people and go, you know, well, they're a cheater, you know, or they make comments, might make comments about how you cheated on everything when all you did was on one test or, you know, they just blow it all out of proportion. Another way that they use toxic shaming is to get you on the defense and then blame you for being defensive. They put you down, belittle you, talk over you and insult you, and then you defend yourself. Understandably so. But you don't even see the next attack that comes. That attack is, well, I can't even talk to you because you're so defensive. When they push you in all the different ways that they do, of course, you might finally react. However, they will shame you for that reaction. Well, I can't believe you're talking to me this way. You know, is this how you should talk to your husband or, or, or your wife? Wow, look at how angry of a person you are. You might even already feel shame for behaving this way. But they pile it on. They will continue to remind you about how you behaved for months and even years. You feel so bad that you actually hand the victim card right back to them because now they are the victim of your reaction to their abuse. But they will continue to shame you. I have said it several times. They are experts at using just enough truth in what has happened or in what you said to convince you that they are right. Covert narcissists manipulate you to take undue responsibility and actually blame yourself for their behavior. If you do one tiny thing wrong, they will blow it way out of proportion and lay all the blame for everything on you. You consider what they're saying because you're a considerate person. And they have just enough truth in it to convince you and you take on the shame. Yes, you did actually get frustrated or you did actually forget that one piece of the conversation or you did actually say something that, you know, you could have said better. But because of that, they will lay all the blame for everything that went wrong on you, everything that's wrong in the relationship, everything, it doesn't matter, all of it, despite their angry reactions and their lack of room for your humanness. Blame-shifting is when they dump more than your fair share of responsibility onto you. It's a shaming tactic so that you accept excessive responsibility for everything, and they are off the hook. We fall for this shaming because we are conscientious people. People who want to improve ourselves. People who welcome help from those around us that we believe have our best interest at heart. All of this shaming isolate you from other people. Covert narcissistic abuse is incredibly isolating and shame is one of the reasons. Shame is fear-based. It causes you to isolate yourself from others because you are afraid that they will learn the truth about you because you actually start to believe that you are a bad person or that you are not good enough or that you are worthless and so on. Shame isolates you this evokes more negative emotions, which causes more shame and more isolation, and it keeps you stuck. You end up channeling an inauthentic version of yourself to fake it to the world and to avoid all this shame. You lose your authentic self. Shame hides behind a false face to the world, a world—a face that shows the world that everything is perfect. Shame can leave you stuck in the relationship because you are ashamed you made a bad choice and you aren't willing to admit it to others. You are ashamed maybe at how bad this has gotten and you won't talk to others about it. This leaves you even more isolated as you are afraid that they will judge you. On top of all of this, your world gaslights you. People who don't understand covert narcissism, they say things like, well, come on, it can't be that bad. So now you feel more shame because you think, okay, well, I'm seeing this wrong. I must not understand. I must really be, you know, crazy here. Or they say things like, well, you're just being too sensitive. Again, more shame. Or you're making too big of a deal out of this. These things happen. Or they might say, well, you know, you did choose this person. Or, hey, you can leave if you want. All of this, this is gaslighting and it adds to the gaslighting you're already experiencing in your relationship and it piles onto the shame that you already feel. Intense shame can lead to pervasive anxiety, self-hatred, withdrawal and secrecy, fear of intimacy, fear of exposure, addiction, self-harm, internalized or externalized anger, a dislocation from one's feelings or authentic self? Perfectionism? Underachievement? So what do we do? Start learning to speak your truth. Give yourself permission to be honest, to be, to be who you are, to do things that you could have done better, to say things that you could have said better. There's nothing wrong with this. Give yourself room to be human. No one died and made you God that you had to be perfect. Except maybe the covert narcissist in your life. Stop getting your sense of self from society. It's a judgmental and grandiose world out there. You have the permission to feel your feelings. You know, I'm going to feel the way I feel. These are my feelings and I'm allowed to feel the way I feel. I have to give that permission to myself because if I don't do it, who will? If you don't make room for your feelings, who in the world's going to? You are human and you are allowed to be human. I wish you so much peace on this journey of healing.